This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information and opinions are derived from individuals and are not to be taken as a guarantee. We here at In The Money provide you with content, not a guarantee of performance. We are not liable for any bets or action you take as a result of this podcast. Did Markel Fultz just like, this dude is not, he does not want to shoot the ball. To top it off, you can open one for me. So, actually that's great because if you look at his ending stat line, at the end of the game, it was like 5 for 14. It was not that bad. You know, like fantasy team. But you know, so I watched a lot of that game. By a lot, I'd say half. I watched the first quarter and I watched the fourth quarter, really. And what I'll say is that Markel Fultz is afraid to shoot the ball. And he made two shots right at the end of the game. From like 15 feet when nobody was guarding him in garbage time when his team was up by 20 points. Top his percentage. Before that, he was 3 for 11, which is really what his game was tonight. He was 3 for 11, and he just wasn't that good. He made a couple, he made a couple nice passes, but he's, he's no different right now from what Tyler Ulis was. He's, like, he's just like, he's so afraid to shoot, dude. He, he won't shoot it. Yeah. And the thing, and the jumper looks ugly, dude. Like... Full, full transparency. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it's it, it's a bad it, it's a bad situation. That's gonna go down as one of the worst picks in NBA history. I gotta say, the NBA is fucking trapping me again this year, dude. Every year, like the first two weeks, I get like super excited when it's back. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the perfect like it's the perfect middle of the week content. hundred percent. In between, yeah, it's on every night, and like there's also baseball playoffs going on. Welcome, so, welcome um, to hockey. I, mean, I gotta be honest with you, I haven't watched like a lick of baseball. Uh, I've been dabbling. I haven't been too afraid to watch it, but I've seen, I've seen a decent amount, I'd say. It's um, bigger news there, but I mean, the Yankees were playing for a while, too. I guess the Dodgers, I mean, the Dodgers are still playing, but I just don't care. Do Dodgers fucking uh, Red Sox? Who, who, yeah, who won tonight? So they're, they're, yeah, they beat, uh, so they're in. Well, they were winning 4 nothing in eighth inning. We neglected to really want to watch that one finish. As a I'm with you on that. Because, like, like why, would, why would we want to see that? Honestly, I'm, fuck I'm tired, all those guys. I'm tired of Boston. Like, every single sport. Bill Simmons for saying, like, oh, I was sitting watching the Yankees when Kimbrough came in and the ghosts were on my couch with me. And he was like, dude, shut up about the ghosts. You've already won twice. The ghosts are gone. Like, you've already won and you beat them. They beat us in a seven game series where they came back from 3-0. Like, all of their ghosts are gone. We're the ones with ghosts now. Like, you can't be like out here and be like, oh, all, oh my God, the ghosts are coming back. Like, you weren't alive in 1918 when Babe Ruth switched teams. So shut the fuck up, Bill Sunday. Bill Simmons just goes down some ridiculous. But passes. Boston fans in general, Boston no, Boston fans in general are like that. They're just like that. They're just shitty to watch a fucking game with. They just have you ever read his? Have any of you guys read any of his book, The Book of Basketball? So I bought that and tried to read most of it. It's just super dense. Uh, it's good, but like he by the by a certain point, you're just like tired of his his voice. You know. Bill Simmons? Oh. Yeah. The book is really good, though. If you're, it's super, like, well-researched. It might be, it's probably the best basketball book ever written. Debatable. 
He's actually he's actually not a bad writer for as much as I just like. No, I used to like I used to like Grantland. Like I liked his column, you know. Oh, I, I like I like Grantland. I don't even hate him as a commentator per se. It's just it's it's the whole Boston attitude of like, oh, we're still the underdogs, but wait, you just won like for like last twenty years. There's there hasn't been a better city run than you guys. It's like stop being like we have the ghosts or we're the underdogs. I don't think it was gonna be pretty good, man. What do you think of uh, what do you think of Hart? Who? Hart, Josh Hart. I like Josh Hart a lot. He's got like uh, Moxie. Moxie's the word, uh, the, the way I would describe him. Yeah, I, just, I feel like he's got he's got, he's got like some like Wes Matthews real yep. really solid player you know, to him. You know, hundred percent agree with that. Two hundred percent agree with that. To a very, very much lesser extent, but I think it's like just similar vibes about this player and what they've been through and then what they can contribute. I see a comparison to Deshaun Watson, just in a way like obviously Deshaun Watson was closer to the top of his class, but the fact that he dropped a little bit when in college he showed that he had that championship caliber, big time player, big time moment type of guy. I think Josh Hart has proven that much in college hoops as well. I like, I like that comparison. But, so I like, like comparison. I think he brings that type of intangible winning mentality that like gets a little underrated at times. Like it says something when you can go to a big school and make big plays and pressure moments. I agree. So I, I actually really I think that was a great take. I think that is a very similar situation there. Um, and I, I would like to see how Josh Hart's going to develop. And I'd like to see how a lot of these young guys on the Lakers are going to develop. I think Moose and I were talking about this earlier. You know, a, a big thing for the Lakers this year is how good are the young guys going to be, right? Like, which young guys are you growing up with? Which, you know, yeah, Tab, come on, with the moving chairs. Um, which, <laughs> sorry, sorry. But like, but like, which young guys, no, I don't really know, though, like, which young guys are the ones where you want to keep them and you want to invest the money in them? Because in a salary cap league, all these people cost dollars. Where do you want to allocate them to? I mean, I think it's a, it's a balancing act for Luke Wallen, absolutely. I mean, he needs to find a way to get the young guys all the minutes that they need while also trying to simultaneously win games with some of the proven veterans. But also, I think they try and teach the young guys as well, give them a chance to see what it's like to play with LeBron, maybe ease them into it a little bit. And, you know, instead of just throwing them off there to start and play every minute, let the young guys, like, see how Rondo and JaVale McGee veterans, like, can kind of formulate an offense and maybe emulate it. Yeah, the thing, too, is what's interesting, I think, really about this team, too, is you got to think that a number of these guys eventually just aren't going to be there in two years. And a lot of them know this, you know? I think the first opportunity the Lakers really get to go acquire a star with some of these young pieces that they don't feel like is really leveraging their future. Like this Damian Lillard trade talk, I think is very legitimate. Uh, I would not be surprised to see them pull the trigger on that at some point here in the next 12 months, you know? No, absolutely, I think. And, and you know, what does it take to get him? You gotta think it's one of Kuzma or Ingram and probably Hart. Or Lonzo. No, definitely Ball. Definitely Ball. Ha definitely probably three of Ball, Hart, Kuzma, Ingram. Three out of the four. Yeah, I, I, mean, mean, so the Lakers, I don't give up three. I think you well, got to stick to two. Well, if, if, I'm Portland, if, two I'm, first. if I'm Portland, I'm, take, I'm only trading you for all three. 
Really? No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe I mean, maybe you two could really celebrate a rebuild if two you get if you get Ingram and you get. I mean, even Lonzo. I mean, those guys are no, 12 want, years old. Yeah, I want Ingram and Lonzo in a first round pick. I, I would actually do that. I'd take that back. I mean, I would do that. Yeah. Two. two I don't. I don't even know if I would round. do that on the Lakers at this point. I would. I, I think if you're the Lakers, you have to kind of take the Knicks mentality at it, which is the why pay more for what you can get in the offseason for free. I really do think Kawhi is coming to the Lakers. If you're LeBron out there, it's going to be just an outrageous sight. My thing though is, you know, it is going to make sense for them at some point here to, uh, to make a trade for salary purposes, I think. Uh, because it's easier to, to make a trade and trade salary than it is for some, like, Caldwell Pope is a very tradable salary this one year, $18 million, you know? I mean, I don't disagree with that. You know, you get Caldwell Pope and you put Josh Hart, or like you said, Lonzo in, in a first, Lance, or Lance, not a first, or Lance. another player, then you're some that's matching up at salary. Lance will make him dance. Right. Lance is nasty. Nobody's respecting Lance Stevenson enough. Lance Stevenson is nasty. I mean, Lance Stevenson was the leading scorer in New York State history until JG3 just broke that. Well, that's our guy. Shattering. He's gonna wait, wait, shatter. that's our. Wait, wait, wait. Let's take a second. Let's take a second to shout out JG3. Big. Let's go ahead and, as a group, our so to start our keeping the fairway section. As a group, our keeping the fairway will be JG3 coming to Syracuse, keeping on the legendary status of the Demon Dwarfs, the McNamaras, the Coonies, and now it's going to be the Girards, and also coming in this year, the Bayheims. Buddy fucking Bayheim, baby. Buddy's coming in this year. The white Syracuse three-point shooting guard is going to be back. And Syracuse is going to be back this year. And then we're going to get Gerard, and we're going to be even further back. Now we're going to get Isaiah Stewart. Back, baby. Watch out for the Qs. Uh, I mean, I'm with it. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. And, and also, random tidbit, and this is very much a rumor that I've heard, uh, and totally unsubstantiated, but I heard that when Basley came to campus last year, he was, he was acting like super, super cocky. Uh, and apparently O'Shea did not fuck with it. Really? Uh, that's what I heard. Uh, what, and in that instance, I am a thousand percent team O'Shea. Yeah, this is O'Shea's team. This is O'Shea's uh, team, right, bro. Right. O'Shea, O'Shea's and, uh, gonna win us a national championship this year. Don't you forget it. If he doesn't, he'll come back next year. O'Shea, no, listen. O'Shea Brissett is about to have a huge year. People are expecting that the Syracuse player who's gonna be in like player of the year contention is gonna be battle. I'm telling you, it's gonna be Brissett. Brissett's going to average like 23 and 12 this year. He's going to be a monster. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I, we'll see. He's got to shoot better. He also doesn't have to do as much as he did last year, which is good. Not nearly. Not nearly as much as he did that I had to do last year. Well, Isaac Hughes is going to be a great addition. Yeah, big time additions. I mean, all, the, all the reports are saying he's shooting the lights out. I mean, we'll see. It's preseason. Never 
That was Ida. He says, hey. <laughs> I wrote her. <laughs> Alright, well, let's, if we're gonna roll with keeping the fairway, I'm gonna I'll get mine out there. I'm talking about the Red Sox, specifically the Boston team in general, getting convenient calls in big time playoff games. Like, that fucking ridiculous call yesterday in the game, Mookie Betts getting called for the fan interference. That ball was clearly over the fence. It was a terrible call. Joe West couldn't see from his 40, 45. But it's Joe West. It's Joe West. It's Joe West. Like, take the time to review that and look to reverse it. Like, it was terrible. And the thing is, like, oh, maybe for another team, like, yeah, Houston got away with one a couple games ago. Fine, but, like, when else has Houston got away with shit? Boston sports get away with Consistently. Consistently every fucking time. If you want to get me started on the tuck rule, God fucking forbid, Tom Brady, they should not have won that first Super Bowl. They shouldn't have even started shit. Tuck fucking rule, dynasty. It's bullshit. It happens Boston consistently. Fucking after sports. Time. And, you know, I don't know what they did to get this whole sports curse lifted and reversed and them just being dominant and everything. Their fans suck. Their fans suck. Douchebag, they just get a lucky call for a lucky call. And fuck you, Ricky. Right, fuck you, Ricky. It fuck happens, you, Jack. It happens consistently, so. It happens. I'm going to go ahead and take this in a completely different direction, moving away from Boston. Moving to Toronto to one of the teams I hate the most, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm a big Montreal Canadiens fan. This team... Yeah, this is everything I hate, but Austin Matthews is everything I love because he is awesome. And he has now had a, a seven-point, a, a seven-game multi-point streak to start the season. Joining the likes of, joining the likes of Lemieux, Gretzky, some of the greats to do this. Austin Matthews. He could be, he's making an early bid for the greatest American hockey player of all time. I mean, he's no Ilya Kovalchuk in terms of his ability to handle the, the stick out there. But, uh, yeah, the, the bit that I have... He's much, he's, he's much better than Ilya Kovalchuk, and he, he's going to be, he's going to be one of the greatest to ever play, and easily probably the greatest American. I just really hope that hockey gets its Olympics back so that you guys can understand how great he's going to be because hockey doesn't reach anybody unless it's in the Olympics. And then taking the NHL players out of that was such a drag. A terrible decision. Terrible decision. One of the worst Gary Bettman. Gary Bettman is the worst commissioner Gary of all sports. He is the worst. Do the opposite of whatever you're doing. Listen, listen, the only time I could ever get any of my friends interested in watching fucking hockey was during the Olympics. And Gary Bettman is just like, you know what? Nah, I don't want my sport to be more popular. I want it to stay not popular. Right. If if it does come back to the Olympics and you guys get and if you guys get to get to see Austin Matthews, he's the greatest American of all time. He might be able to even compete with Connor McDavid, who who is doing Gretzky like things. So I mean, these two are going to be going after it for the rest of the year. But Austin Matthews, shout out to him for being dope. Austin, that just reminded me, like, about the Connors out there just, you know, killing it. Like, Connor McDavid, Connor McGregor. <laughs> so something with a name, I guess. Thanks for reminding me of that. The Connors just taking over out of here. And that, and that is my boy, Nate Peterman. Keeping it in the fairway for the Buffalo Bills once again this week. Uh, Josh Allen gets hurt. The Bills are actually losing, but in the game, 10 to 6, Peterman somehow, as many of us saw, came in actually through the go ahead touchdown somehow. Um, Texans come down, tie the game. 
Peterman gets one last chance to take his team down the field and in Peterman fashion, there's a pick six to lose. Uh, and once again, Sean McDermott is just shows blind loyalty to this guy who has literally done nothing but shit the bed in every opportunity he's been given in the NFL. Sorry, I was surprised about LeBron James getting swatted. Welcome I to think, Mama I Land. Think he legit, I think Peterman legit might be the worst quarterback I've seen play in the NFL. I'm willing to make that call right now. You think so? I've, I mean, he's to market Russell level to me almost at this point. Yeah, he's only played a few games, but they've been that dreadful. I, I kind of agree that Peterman's been garbage. Uh, I, I, I for the same reason I didn't I didn't want the Jets to start Sam Darnold is the same reason I wouldn't have started Josh Allen for the Brown I mean for the Bills. Those teams are garbage, and if you look at a guy like uh, David Carr, David Carr had his whole career ruined being behind a shitty offensive line where he just got fucking crushed the entire fucking game. And I think that's what's probably happened to Allen so far. We've seen a lot of highlights of Allen where he's kind of running for his life, jumping over guys and like kind of just like making crazy plays, like running to the sideline, making a crazy throw. Like eventually... Yeah, sure, but like... Very athletic, but that type of shit, whether you're black or white, that shit catches up with you. Because oh, yes. in the NFL, you can't get hit like that. In college, not you can get hit like that. In college, it's fine. In the NFL, you can't do that. The guys are too fast. The guys are too strong. Uh, I've seen enough from Nathan Peterman to know he's just one of those guys who just... He's always going to get hit. And he's playing behind a shitty offensive line. I think if you learn anything from just watching quarterbacks in general, like, I don't give a fuck about athleticism if you can't stand in there and deliver the ball. I'd so much rather you be in the pocket, unathletic as fuck, if you're dropping dimes around the field. That's so much more important to winning than being able to jump over guys and have flashy plays. Like, if that's if you can do that too, it's a bonus. <laughs> but, I don't, like, that's not going to get me excited in terms of the long-term longevity of career. Yeah, yeah and, like, success. Not even injury-wise, just, like... Just being, general good. Yeah. just being good. I'm with you guys. Like that's just the it's the RT3 thing. Yeah. You know? Like it's not sustainable in the NFL. It's just not. No. It's, it's not. All right. So I I'm, agree. I'm I was, I, honestly, I was astonished he was that athletic. I didn't think he was. He was honestly this good an athlete. I really didn't. I thought he just kind of had a big cannon. I didn't know anything about him but what Scout said and Scout's always said what you just said. Like whenever you like hear somebody talk about Josh Allen, they just be like, you know, I didn't think he had as much athleticism as he did. And it was like, alright, like, okay, I've heard that, I've heard that. And so then when I saw it, I wasn't that surprised by it. But I get what you're saying. The look of him, he just looks like a pocket passer. Kinda of like a Blake Portals. I think he actually runs better than he throws. Welcome to Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles actually runs better than he throws. But he doesn't run like a horse or whatever. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Nick Nick Stauskas is 4 or 4 from 3 right now. Stauskas? He's just raining. Stauskas is going to be a Ballinelli type of player. I love that player. That is a call out. I, 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 I really I will say Ballinelli was a lot better than Stauskas, but Stauskas 
can't, if he's not a player like this, you know? Yeah, but it's oh, I mean, yeah, it sounds like he can get to that point. Yeah, but Stauskas, right, like, Valinelli like, wasn't that type of player until, like, three or four years ago when he was already 30. Like, yeah. Stauskas is 30, right. he's got to be just, and, like, and like Valinelli wasn't even that good. I'm talking about, like, he was an eighth man on a team that went to a finals. Like, he wasn't ever well, that great. I don't know, Valinelli is one of the best shooters in the NBA now. Yeah, but he's like, but he's like the sixth guy on like a, a, a playoff team. Maybe he's been trying to start for fucking the Hornets forever, and that didn't work out. They never made the playoffs, so like. No, no, but he's a he's a bench player, but he's a good bench player. He's a good. I'm not saying he's a good. I'm not saying he's not a good bench player. I'm like, let's shorten what we thought the height for Nick Stauskas was. Like, if we all thought the height for Nick Stauskas was he was going to be a very good bench player. He wouldn't have been drafted where he was. No, but this is what he's at now. And he's going to be good at this. But he wasn't what he, what people thought he was. And I never thought he was yeah. that. But I mean, I, I, at this point, I think... I don't know if a lot of people... I don't know if a lot of people thought he was going to be all that outside of Sacramento. Yeah. I, I think that is... I agree with that, too. Yeah. Like, he was fine in college, but... Sacramento's like one of those teams that just constantly... Thinks they're gonna outsmart the rest of the league. <laughs> and every time the league's like, we know you think you're gonna outsmart us, but you're just wrong on this one, like. I mean, the fucking Greek guy they took that Papagiotis, that Georges, never played one of the worst picks that had in history. And, and no one's gonna know about it. No one's gonna know about it because he didn't play, so there weren't the lowlights of him sucking. He just never even made it. Look, the thing, he was number eleven. It took number eleven, and they cut it. I think it's in the 2016. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? Like, if there aren't the lowlights of it, people don't know about it as much. I agree. Uh, I mean, so that's a team that's wandering in the woods. For my wandering in the woods, I'll go ahead and, and lean toward Manny Machado here, going back to baseball. Yeah, but like, but like, what are you doing? You have a huge contract coming up this year. You can't be fucking running into guys. He kind of has a history of this. Like Machado, you're on the Orioles. So like, who was really paying attention when you were doing that shit? So like, now that we're here, now that you're on the Dodgers in the biggest moment, don't be trying to purposely injure people. If you watch that replay of the Brewers guy, Aguilar, if he puts the weight down on that foot at the wrong moment, he could fucking break his ankle. Like, you're just doing something that's really... It's anything, because you're fucking up his leg at that point, and he has no control. Nobody respects that. As a Yankees fan, I want zero part of you in the offseason. I saw what you did to Pedroia against the Red Sox. I still think that was scummy. That's, no not, part. that's not even the first play this series. He's had like three other slides in the yeah, second base. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm just not a fan of Machado's play. I really I hope the Yankees don't fuck uh, Honestly, I don't really give a fuck. I would take him on the Mets. I'm desperate. I don't, I don't have any standards. I don't need moral high ground to stand on. Give, give me fucking all I don't know. Time. I don't know when that way. I don't yeah, you can say that when you have Judge and fucking Andrew R and D. That's fair. I'm not, I'm, not judging yeah. you. I'm not judging you for wanting him. I'm just saying that like... For me, that guy, in the words of Donald Trump, <laughs> you guys seen that gif? Where he's like, I have seen his blood serving. It's very funny. For, uh, 
for my wandering the woods, I'm gonna go with our boy Darius Baisley because he's just a solid like three months behind the eight ball on literally everything that's transpired since he decided to go all Every move is yeah. a complete wrong one. He decides to we- forego a scholarship and go with the D- uh, the G League rather. Proceed to just get pretty much eviscerated by all scouts and NBA personnel by saying you shouldn't have gone, he's gonna get bodied, uh, it's not the right place to showcase his talents. He chicken he chickens out, leaves his chicken. like three weeks later, they announce they're gonna have a developmental league where you can have a salary and all this shit, it's going to the developmental program. But he already looks like a power to backing out, so it's gonna pull back in. Either way he looks like a schmuck. Uh, so Darius Baisley, I think just in regards to this new G League moon is looking pretty uh, I'm wondering the woods is painful for me to talk about. Uh, it's, again, Dwight Howard uh, and the Washington Wizards. It's more like, this is more like a keeping in the fairway type of segment, honestly. I mean, I, I think wandering in the woods, though, Dwight Howard is missing the Wizards opener. Obviously, they lost tonight because Kelly O'Leary comes in. Wait, he's missing For whatever reason. Kelly Oubre got, got another technical tonight. Wait, wait, he's wait. A moron. Dwight Howard's missing because he got fisted in his ass too hard, right? <laughs> his, his big snake. I think the, uh, literally, I think the original his injury snake is both blew too long up his own ass. Yeah. Flying back from China, I think he got sore or slept funny. And he heard his Such butt. a loser. Sorry. But I see, I see these videos in practice of him like trying to take step-back jump shots. And it just makes me angry. In the words, why he's going to be infuriating to me. In the words of Bob uh, Ryan, in the words of Bob Ryan, if I had to pick five guys and I had four guys already, and Dwight Howard was the last guy on earth that I could pick, I would play with four. Cheers, Bob Ryan. Yeah, I'm with that. Also, <laughs> I think honorable mention here: uh, the Sacramento Kings. Taking Marvin Bagley second overall and not starting him the other night, only played like 15 minutes, 12 minutes, I think. That is hilarious. Don't let him get exposure to bad basketball. They're the only, they're the only, I think he's the only like top five or ten pick that didn't play 25 minutes. He's already, and the best part is that he's already complaining about playing time. First game, complaining about it. That's off to a pretty, pretty typical start. Sorry, start sorry the Knicks put up... Sorry, sorry the Knicks put up 244 points last night, bro. Let's fucking go! Tim Hardaway's out here balling, bro. Yeah, I mean, the two, arguably the two worst teams in the NBA played each other last night. Okay, on some real shit. Bet the Knicks on some money line action for the first 10 games. Cause they're gonna give us the fake 10 games here where they go like five and five or like six and four and they win a few games that you like don't expect them to and like get you just excited enough so that the management's like, let's go all in. And the fans are like, let's go all in. And then they still end up sucking and losing, you know, 60 games, 70 games in the year. But the first 10 games, the Knicks are about to have a fake first 10, like you wouldn't believe. They might go 7-3. The thing about the NBA uh, is the first month is really preseason. It really is, 100%. Like, you, there's just going to be a lot of random shit happening, it always does. 
uh, can't take anything too seriously for the first two weeks to a month. Alright, my spread pick that I like, uh, I'm just going to go with the, the easy one, honestly, kind of the layup, the Rams over the 49ers. Minus nine. I don't think there's too much to say about that. The Rams clicking on all on all cylinders. Although CJ Bethard looks fairly decent on Monday night. The 49ers are a joke. The Rams are way better than the Packers, so I think they're just gonna easily win by more than nine. Yeah, so my only objective that I got crushed on that game Monday night. Um, yeah, but playing on the Packers, and I played a role that the 49ers actually haven't lost a game by like more than 10 points like all season or something like that. They, they actually played everybody kind of close. They haven't played the best uh, in the league, though. No, but you, but you know, the Rams got, had some injuries and almost blew that game against the Broncos last week. I mean, yeah, but that was on the road. They're a Cali team, they were in the snow in Denver as a. This is true. They, they, it wasn't snow. They were out of their element. What, uh, well, you know, I'm the wrong with it anyway. Gurley just is going to score six touchdowns. It'll be fine. What are you thinking? Uh, I like, um, I like Atlanta minus four Monday night. Why the fuck are the Giants on Monday night? Who is playing the Giants all these primetime games? Oh my god. I like Atlanta minus four. I think that's I think that's a touchdown spread. Atlanta needs to win. They're pretty desperate and their offense I don't think I mean as bad as Lane's defense is, I don't think it's bad enough that Eli's gonna be able to turn him up, you know? I mean if he hasn't been able to solve any of the other fucking teams he's played, what will make it think he'll be able to solve the Falcons. Like, listen to this for like I'm talking to a buddy of mine about this. Uh, and Eli actually the worst quarterback in the league now because I think the argument can be made that he actually is. I don't think it's like gonna take too much convincing. I think yeah. He's, he's I mean, like, is there, like, it's like who who did you even argue was worse? Like maybe Beathard, right? I mean, Beathard looked pretty damn good against the Packers, though. I agree. I mean, you're thinking. I mean, you're really kind of got to pick one. You look at like Bortles. Looking at like, not Bortles. Mariota is probably the other guy who's maybe as bad. I mean, anyone on the Bills, Alex Smith. And the Bills. I mean, no, Alex Smith is better than Eli, dude. I hate Alex Smith, but he's better than Eli. Yeah, that's true, but. The thing about Alex Smith is Alex Smith is like, he's not great, but he's still competent enough to be better than like. Probably 10 or 12 guys. The skins just have no weapons. I think that's an overrated fucking narrative. Our receivers aren't great, but we have a stud tight end. Rick, Paul Richardson's actually kind of nasty. Bro, Jordan Reed hasn't done shit this year. Because Alex Smith can't throw the ball to him. So Alex Smith sucks. Sort of, yeah. The thing, is, the thing about Alex Smith is he literally never throws interceptions. He just doesn't turn it over. There's something to be said for having no offensive weapons. Anyway, I do like the Falcons. I think that's a touch, at least a touchdown spread for them. Alright, JD, what do you think? King Dio. So I actually, one primetime game to another here. I like the Sunday night primetime game. 
I like the Chiefs minus five and a half versus the Bengals. I think that's a blowout all day. I think the Bengals are one of the more overrated teams to start the season. I get it, they're four and two, but Marvis Lewis is still coaching there. It's still all the same people that have been there for the past bunch of years, and the Chiefs are legit. I think Pat Mahomes is legit. That one loss they had against Brady, that was an incredible game. Pat Mahomes played great. Their defense is definitely questionable, but I'm all aboard the Chiefs minus five this week. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Bengals are actually that bad. I think the Chiefs are just that much better. So, like, yeah, in this particular game with this particular spread, I like the Chiefs, but I think the Bengals are actually kind of decent. Buccaneers at 50. I love the under in that game. What? Uh, no, I agree. I'm like, gasping at the fact that that's 50. That's insane. 15 and a half, sorry. Excuse me. That's 15 and a half. I love the under in that game. Jameis versus Baker. Turnover machine. I think this has like a 20 to 9 feel. Like, the Browns win this 20 to 9 or some shit like that. Like, th- there's no way both of these teams have a, at least in my opinion, have a huge. Offensive explosion, I'd be shocked by that. I don't know, but we need to lighten it up because their defenses aren't great. Especially. Uh, actually, that's not right. That's not right. The Browns scoring. defense. The Browns defense has been. The Browns great. defense is okay. The Browns defense but, has been. But great. Tampa, but Tampa's been giving up a lot of points, and Cleveland's actually been scoring well. Yeah, I don't see Cleveland scoring all that great. They they score well against bad teams, but but Tampa's a bad team. Eh, I'm, I I don't see it go that way. I'll I'll like, that way. I don't see it going over fifty. Odds so. that game goes to overtime though, pretty high. Huge oh, high. That's my that's my one weakness on it, Moose. Moose has Moose has my weakness there. If that game goes to overtime, <laughs> which is a good chance it will. Which is a good chance it will. It could it could hit <laughs> over. But, but at, at 50 and a half, 25 to 25, I just don't see it happening. No, that's fair. Apparently the over-under on tonight's game was 42. I mean, that would be an over-under. Uh, with my over-under, I'm going to go with the Patriots-Bears, 48 and a half. I think the Patriots are really going to put up points against anyone. Uh, their offense looks to appears to be clicking on all cylinders. With Julian Edelman back, Josh Gordon in the rotation, looking pretty comfortable in the offense. Gronk always being a monster. Chris Hogan being a little dipshit. Uh, and the Bears, Trubisky's been known to air it out this year. He's threw six touchdowns in the one game. I think the Bears are actually pretty decent on offense. So I think it's going to be a shootout. One thing, one thing I think we, need to, we might need to look at is for the next week or two, 
taking the over on every NBA game that there is. Because in the NBA, I think they love to come out, score a lot of points. So I think as for the betters out there, if you're, if you're taking a tip from us, you see two good teams going at it early in the, early in the season, bet the over. Like if the Warriors and the Rockets play, or even the Warriors and Oklahoma City play, bet the over on those games because those teams are going to score. Yeah. Yeah. Tab, what's your over? We're going under on Tennessee in uh, San Diego. <laughs> I did it again. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, 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 uh, like, but like no that way. Was not, not even the LA fans think they're the LA Chargers. <laughs> Nobody cares. The San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I, just, cares. I just met my first Chargers fan from LA on Twitter this week. Still in that one in person, but Twitter on 46, 46 on that, 100%. Tennessee can't score for shit. They can't get to 20. Yeah, Tennessee's going to win some games because I think actually Vrabel's a good coach. But that's the only reason they're going to win games. They're not a talented team at all. You know, it's almost an understatement, especially on offense. Hey, Bruce, what's your nipple on there, bud? Little quesadilla. Oh, damn. 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 Oh, you can do math, nice. Alright, are we moving to the money line pick? You got it? Yeah, my money line pick of the week is going to be... I've got it, here I'll go. You go first. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I just had second thoughts about my pick. My, my, money, my, my money line pick here is easy. It's the Saints over the Ravens. I think the Saints are the better team, honestly. And at plus 123, it's not huge odds, but I think it's pretty much... The Saints are going to win this game. The Ravens, they have a really good defense, don't get me wrong. But I think just Drew Brees is going to have a big game. I think Drew Brees is so locked in right now as well. But I will say the Ravens' defense has been pretty incredible. This Very game. good. Underrated good in my opinion. I didn't even realize it until like last Agreed. week. I finally just like how they were dominating. Very good. But Drew Brees is locked in. I think I like the, the Saints to cover this spread. But I think it's going to be a good game. Aaron, I agree. Like the money line as well. I think it's gonna be a good game, but I think the Saints are the better bet in this situation. But I just think I just personally think I think it's a two and a half games, a two and a half point spread. I think it's a two and a half point spread the other way though. I think the Saints are minus one twenty three or minus two and a half points, and I think that that at, at the plus one twenty three bet, it's a good bet. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it either. Alright. Alright, um, Tab, what do you have Tab, what do you have for your money line? Tab, what do you have for your money line? They to play like that every day. I really have no reason for expecting this, especially given how poorly they played, but Texans were randomly three and three. And I think Jacksonville is kind of sputtering hard right now. Um, and I'm, I'm very tempted to take that plus 175. I kind of like that. There. Um, I think that I'm, I will take that this week. Um, my thing is Watson did not look good last week. 
he was hurting, he wasn't moving well, didn't throw it well. And I'm, I don't trust Bill O'Brien. He can't keep him healthy. He's like running like quarterback, like he's like running like quarterback tackle plays, like on the goal line from the four yard line. QB off tackle. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, and then they get to the one yard, and he wants to shotgun and throw it. It's just this guy's a moron. I don't know what to make of the Texans. They're, they're kind of so, they're, I think Watson is getting pressured a lot. And then they're altering a lot in the red zone. They're kicking tons of field goals. And as you guys know, that is the biggest sign of a mediocre and sometimes poorly coached football team. He's kicking a lot of field goals. You got something to say about Myers going 7-7 seven seven for the Jets? Nah, but I mean, our kicker had a huge game. Hopkins hit a fucking 56-yarder. After low-key, Trent Williams caught a deflected pass to land seven yards to get a field goal range. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, with, so with my money line, <laughs> I'm going with the Panthers plus 190 against the Eagles. I think again, the Panthers are three and two above 500. Cam Newton always finds a way to keep these these four o'clock games in the middle of the season tight and down the stretch. He just him with the ball running is a force like the Cowboys defense or uh, the Eagles defense is a little suspect of been really lately so I like the Panthers plus one nine. Uh, but you know the Boston is oh yeah oh yeah I know the Boston is because he used to be the Boston they're uh, seeing Kenny go inside the screen again. L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, uh, I can't believe you worried about what the Warriors bosses said. No, they don't pay your bills. They believe it us. Welcome to the American Express halftime right. report. For personally, I look forward to this every week. I know that maybe we don't do as many episodes as we should, but. I look forward to these each week. The lock it in pick. And I've been thinking about this a lot this week, and this pick personally just is one that makes me happy that I'm getting to take it. And I, I think you're gonna like it as well. Uh, I, I, I think know. you're gonna hate it, but I think you're gonna like it. And it is the Cowboys at plus one. I'm gonna lock, I'm gonna go ahead and Lock that shit the fuck in. Oh. The Cowboys are beating the Redskins this week. Take that shit all day to the bank. Pat, thoughts? Uh, honestly, I don't need that. Uh, <laughs> the Redskins, for one, play an on-again, off-again. They're on-again, off-again team. You are a shell of yourself. I, I know, dude, but you just I'm really not bullish on the Redskins this year. Lock that shit in, bro. The Redskins are at home, but that's about the only thing that I honestly feel like we have going for us. I will say, our defense is not going to get crushed by their shitty receivers at all. Uh, and don't be, I would be surprised if we win, but I don't think it's... I kind of feel like at a pick them, I would maybe take the Cowboys in this game. I, I would never bet on them. I, I, I agree completely, yeah. <laughs> I think the skins suck. I think the Cowboys have kind of like found the stride a little bit in terms of getting the, yeah. the, the right amount involved. Cole Beasley had a huge game last week, maybe yeah. starting to find some type of rhythm. 
That in addition to the Redskins just being incredibly Garbage. incredibly mediocre. The Redskins are the color beige right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird because we've beaten two good teams. Like we beat the Packers and we beat the Panthers. Yeah, beige looks good when you first put it on. You're like things might be able to accent. <laughs> and after like a week, you're like this shit just turned. That was an unbelievable spin there. I gotta say, <laughs> that was extremely quick to spin the beige on the screen when you first put it on. <laughs> I think that was, I think that, that was, was true, it was just, I think that it was, was such a quick fucking turnaround. It's I like, think that you're was right, on. you're right, that is true. Beige looks was, good initially. I think that was a spot on analysis, and we're going to cut that whole part where you were just, uh, just continue talking to Tab. That was great analysis. Tab, what is your lock it in pick this week? Push those around, can't you? Yeah, go for it. All right, my lock of the week. I mean, it's it's not going to be well received, I'm sure, but Jet the New York Jets plus three and a half. Oh, they're rolling right now. As a Jets fan, I, I almost I, I have, side of that. I, have, I, have, I almost went the other way. On I have confidence in the boys to get this. I think ordinarily, maybe the Vikings might be the pick here. No, I have faith with how this team's looking. I'm rolling with the squad. I think they're gonna win. Darnold's gonna have a big game. The defense is gonna to get to Kirk Cousins. The Vikings have a very suspect offensive line. I just think I just think the Vikings are gonna just destroy the Knicks. I think the, I mean the uh, the Jets oh, and the Knicks and the Knicks, <laughs> both of them combined. I, I think the the Knicks are a little bit overrated because they've they've had a a decent looking couple of games, and I think Sam Darnold. Judging me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna restart that. Jesus. I'm restarting with you. No, I think you gotta stick with that. The Jets, the Jets. A lot of those trees really been slinging the rock out there. <laughs> Fuck you. The Jets have the Jets have actually looked better than I thought they were gonna be, and that's outside of Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold's been incredible. But I I, I thought a lot of the other players wouldn't look this good. I think a guy that we've noticed is Terrell Pryor doing really well. So the one thing I will say is that the Jets as a team have looked a lot better than I thought they were going to be. That being said, I don't think they're as good as people are rating them to be, and I think Minnesota's a better team by a lot. I agree with my brain, but my heart tells me otherwise, and that's overruling everything else. So more with the Jets, baby! Let's go! Fair enough. I'm not gonna lie, Kirk's dead arm dance was was fire. And it kinda makes me want to take him. I kinda wanna lock in for Baze being uh, really good initially. Fuck, I just I don't love a ton of these games this week. Uh, this week's a rough week, I think. For all of us, I think it was tough to decide. I was trying to open it up to basketball because I think it'd be more interesting. No, fuck no. This is where men become. I mean, my 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 gut tells me the Pats, but Vegas is saying something with that spread being so low. This has a huge letdown week for the Pats written all over. I, I, I lock in. I lock in the Patriots, but I think it does have a letdown week feeling. And my problem, no, I'm taking that back. The Chargers minus six and a half. <laughs> that 
That okay, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna end the podcast on that. But that is, but that is the most situation. That is the most. That is the most keep it in the fairway situation that we've had on the podcast. We're gonna be opening up next week with Tab regretting for taking the. Last second. Okay, Chargers minus. Okay, okay. I'll take Chargers minus six. You got bullied into doing that by yourself, and that's gonna be a bad situation. So we're gonna end the podcast right there.